Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Emerson, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. Guys, today's episode is going to be a fun one. Michelle and I recently took the Enneagram personality test, but we haven't shared our results. (laughs) And I'm going to have to try to contain my laughter throughout the entire thing because it's funny, just my results overall. So in this episode, we're going to be revealing our results to one another and all of you. And we are basically just going to discuss the similarities and the differences and how they relate to our productivity as teachers. And when we say we recently took a personality test, we mean like (laughs) 10 minutes before we recorded this because we both forgot that we were supposed to do this episode. (laughs) Thankfully, Bridget texted me and she's like, hey, just so you know, we're supposed to take that Enneagram personality test, but it's all good. We're both done and ready to share the results. But first, let's hear a TSH from Stacy. Stacy says her time sucking hurdle is having access to the internet. She says, hear me out. I need to use the internet for everything this year, right? Lesson plans, email, digital assignments, etc. I create digital resources, assignments, lesson plan, and grade on the weekends. I mean, who doesn't? It's all too tempting to take a quick break to do a little online shopping, but five minutes can easily become 20 minutes and costly. Not to mention, I then start measuring all the rooms in my house and budget a remodel in the process. I try to stay focused and sometimes I'm successful, but other times the internet wins. Is retail therapy self-care asking for a friend? Girl, Stacy, I am definitely your friend <laughs> because I totally understand where you're coming from. I am definitely that person that gets sucked into the Instagram ads and then I find myself like looking into them a little bit further. I'm looking at all the reviews. I go to all these different websites and I will also say that Trent has a habit of telling me that as soon as I am done getting one thing that I want that I move on to the next shiny object. So, Stacy, I get you, girl. Yeah, I want to agree. First of all, retail therapy is a form of self-care for many. I'm proud of myself because my online shopping has actually been pretty under control lately until last night. Um, I went on to Amazon and bought like three pairs of jeans. Part of the problem is my jeans don't fit me right now. So I needed new jeans and my admin just gave us permission to wear jeans for the rest of the year, which I'm super psyched about. Yep. However, I definitely feel you on the house remodeling. Billy and I are in the process of looking to buy a house um, this summer. So all I'm looking at lately is house stuff. You know how your explore page on Instagram mm-hmm. like transforms itself to be whatever you're looking at? Well, my entire IG explore page is all houses. Um, side note about measuring. Have you seen the little trick? I guess this only works if you have hardwood floors, but you can like use painter's tape and map out the size of the furniture on the floor yeah. so you can see how okay you already knew that oh cool. yeah girl listen we've been in this house for four years now no yeah four years and we are still renovating and redoing things uh we finally just redid our bedroom we got a new mattress king size bed holy moly i never thought that i would love it also we got the one that has like the up and down for the head and the feet hold it's- on are you gonna tell them the other feature yeah of the bed? guys Listen, so (laughs) we, okay, we really wanted to get a new bed and we have never really purchased a bed since Trent and I have been together. Come on, out with it, Bridget. All right, listen, guys, you know, like when you think about like those like cheesy hotel rooms (laughs) and they're like the flower shaped or the heart shaped beds and they have the little coin slot where you put the coin in and it vibrates. (laughs) I got a vibrating bed. (laughs) But listen, there it is. It is. 
like soothes me to sleep. It is so weird. I never thought that I would like it and I really do like it. <laughs> All right, everyone. Now you know Bridget has a vibrating bed. Do with that what you will. Party at so- my house. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Let's start by talking about what an Enneagram is. So an Enneagram is a free online personality test. There are several different uh, personality tests out there. In fact, when we finish this one, Bridget's like, wait, I thought we got letters. I was like, no, that's the Myers and Briggs. So if you all like this episode, let us know. And then we can do the Myers and Briggs where you get the letters in the next one. But Enneagram is based on the Enneagram personality theory, which describes personality in terms of nine types, and each one is driven by their own set of core emotions, fears, and beliefs. Yes, I got that straight from the website because I felt like it was the best description. I will say this test takes about 10 minutes to complete. It's 105 questions, although I completed mine in about six minutes because again, Bridget texted me and was like, hey, you need to do that test. And I was rushing to get it done before we jumped on. So, you know, if you're efficient, you can get it done a little bit faster. Anyway, we will link it for you in the show notes. So if you want to take it and kind of compare your results to us, you can do that. So what, from what I understand, Michelle has actually taken this test before. Um, she didn't remember her results, but this was something very new to me. Um, I have been seeing it on Instagram. A lot of people have been talking about their Enneagrams. And so I was really curious and I brought this up to Michelle and I was like, hey, let's do it. I'm very curious on what's my personality type and whether or not I end up agreeing with it. So <laughs> I have a tendency to disagree with things a lot. <laughs> so um This is my first time taking it, and I'm really excited to get into the results. Like we said, we have not shared the results with one another, um, and we're just really curious because we tend to be very similar and very different on a lot of things. Um, And I think we are, Michelle and I are just a really good balance for one another. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what our results are and then compare them. I guess that means I have to go first. (laughs) Oh, Lord. All right. So I think to start, we should each just share our like top three kind of categories. Did you have three that were higher than the others? Why are you already laughing? Because it's really funny, the top three that I have. (laughs) Okay. All right. So for me, my number one like match, I guess you could say, is a number one, uh, which number one is, oh, oh. Now I'm not seeing. Hold on. Hold on. When I first. okay, let's clarify for people real quick. Okay. When you take the Enneagram, it will give you like your basic results on the website. But then if you want the full report, you have to pay. Well, Bridget and I did both pay. And now that we're in the PDF, I don't see like it described each one with just like a word before. But whatever. I'm just going to read that part. I know that there are like there are three different categories. We have the body types, the head types, and then the heart types. And three three of the nine numbers each fall within one of those three categories. Wow. Threes, nines. It's a lot going on. And so one is body type. Well, yeah, but does that I mean just, you're angry all the time? Hold on. No. Would you listen to me? Um, Actually, I lied. Number one is my number two. <laughs> um, My number one is a number three. I know this is confusing. So I am primarily okay. a number three. I had a 98% match for a number three. So I'm going to read the little description. It says threes are defined. I don't know why my voice changed. Threes are defined by their desire to achieve. They want to advance in the world and will sacrifice almost anything for success, vigorously pursuing tasks and becoming utterly absorbed in the pursuit of attainment. 
but they will only choose a task in the first place if it promises rewards and brings prestige. Threes like to stand out. They have a burning need to be admired and see life as a game where winning is emphasized. Now, Can later on in this episode, we're like, going to talk about if we agree or not. Okay. I really wanted to say something now. Just, just Nope. Nope. This all is right. all just sharing results. Okay. So three falls under the heart types, um, mm-hmm. which has to do with being driven by your emotion. My second match was a number one at a 96% match. And one is described as ones are defined by their belief that everything must be in order and they're feeling, no, hold on, and by their feeling that they must always be right. They show great commitment and determination to improve conditions that they find need improvement and they are frown. No, they, wow, y'all, I'm tired today. Plus, this is really tiny on my screen. They are forward in encouraging others to improve their performance too. So a number one falls under a body type, which body types are driven by instinct. Um, And then that actually brings me to my third match, which is a number eight at an 86% match. Number eights also are in the body type um, being driven by instinct. Eights see themselves as strong and powerful and seek to stand up for what they believe in. They rarely see themselves as having vulnerabilities and have the belief that they can handle pretty much anything that comes their way. Eights have easy access to their anger. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And as a result are sometimes seen as intimidating to others. However, eights typically see themselves as fighters standing up for what is right and protecting the weak. All right. Those are my top three. Bridget, your turn. Okay. So my top three are all within one category. (laughs) Is it the head type? It's the heart. Oh, okay. I was between head or heart. So that means we matched on one of them. (laughs) Yeah, we did match on one of them. And it's weird because um, I actually got a 98% in both two and four. And then I got a 97% in the number three. So I'm just going to go through the list. Um, I'll do the two and four first. And then I'll do the three last, even though you just read it. Okay. So twos. Um, this is twos want to be liked and find uh, ways that they can be of service to others so that they can belong. They have a strong need to be affiliated with others and pursue acceptance by being kind, caring, and helpful. They are hardly altruistic and empathetic and often have an intuitive sense of what other people need and want. They sometimes give too much of themselves because they are too, they are so eager to be connected with others. Okay. Number four, fours are defined by their belief that they are different from other people and by their feelings of envy for what others have. Fours have a sense that something is missing from their lives and they worry that they will never have happiness that other people experience. At their core, fours passionately long for the type of deep connection that they will make that will make them feel whole and accepted. And then this is the one where Michelle and I match. So a number three. Threes are defined by their desire to achieve. They want to advance in the world and will sacrifice almost anything for success, vigorously pursuing tasks and becoming utterly absorbed in the pursuit of attainment. But they will only choose a task in the first place if it promises rewards and brings prestige. Threes like to stand out. They have a burning need to be admired and see life as a game where winning is emphasized. Okay, so before we go into whether we agree or not, Obviously, we are both a number three um, that desire to achieve, which I think 
makes yeah. sense for why we would be business partners. And I think that makes sense mm-hmm. for why we're good business partners together because we both have those same like overarching goals to be successful. Yep. Um, so can we do this, Bridget? Can we scroll down to the part where it says your type in depth? I'm curious mm-hmm. if you tied for your top two, what does it say? Does it list both of them? It, it, it No, it only gives me one. Okay. Which one? Was it a two or a four? So it says that your primary type is a four. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm a four. Okay. All right. So um, let's scroll down to where there are strengths and challenges. Let's each read our strengths and kind of talk about Wait, that. Wait. So what's your primary type? Oh, a three. I was oh, a 98% okay. for three. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. I'm yes. sorry. I'll, we will review throughout this segment what our numbers are. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. All right. So my strengths are a great go forward zeal for work, success, and goal accomplishment, know how to work a crowd. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> supremely efficient and productive. Oh, I feel like that. I mean, I, that you should get a little plaque with that. Right. <laughs> I because will make you one. <laughs> teaching to the top would be so proud of me. Um, risk taker with novel ideas for solutions. Good at adapting mm. and improvising. Bridget, what are your strengths? Okay, so my strengths are a deep emotional awareness, brings a sense of romance and drama to the everyday. Oh, Bridget, <laughs> that vibrating <Thank> bed. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was good. Um, attuned to creativity and the arts, a nonconformist, uh, supports individual expression, idealistic and aspirational. Mm. I can't wait to come back and talk about like I agree whether I really we agree or not. Okay, challenges. This so is for interesting. Me, <laughs> yep. Um, so let's read our challenges and then our core weakness. Okay, that's listed right underneath, and I think that's important. So my challenges as a three <laughs> are that I focus too heavily on personal image. I can come across as insensitive or overly competitive in the race to the finish line. <laughs> Y'all know why I'm laughing. The accuracy. (laughs) Um, Intolerant of failure from themselves or others. Repress their emotions to achieve maximum performance and results. Uh, Can be self-deluded, expertly managing their appearance and reputation to cover up their perceived inadequacies. And my core weakness is deceit, believing that they are the only... Hold on. I need to retry that. Deceit, believing that they are... See, this is this is not my fault. Okay. It has the word R twice. They have uh, a typo. Anyway, um, believing that they are only as good as the image they present to the world. I feel like nice. that was a little crushing to my soul, Bridget. Go ahead. <sighs> Listen, mine's bad. I don't know. <laughs> I could be these things and just am not aware of it. Um, <clears throat> so my challenges are that I can be self-absorbed. I'm bored by the mundane. I feel distant from other people, can be unproductive and ineffective (laughs) when (laughs) wrapped up in emotion. Okay. Okay. So there is a caveat to it. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) Has trouble feeling gratitude and and appreciation for the present moment. And my core weakness is envy, believing others have something that I don't. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's come down because um, these ones are kind of short. So let's do our core belief, core fear, and core desire. Okay. Okay. 
And then we can start to talk. I'm sorry, I hiccuped. Then we can start to talk about like what we agree with and and what we disagree with and so on and so forth. Um, My core belief is that in order to be worthy, I must succeed or at least be perceived as successful. My core fear is being exposed, wow, as worthless, incompetent, (laughs) or a failure to be a nobody. (laughs) I need another cup of coffee. Um, And my core desire is to hold a high status, to be respected, admired, and valued, to receive the praise and validation of those around them. All right. Guys, I feel like we're getting really personal here. (laughs) We are. My core belief. I am different and misunderstood. (laughs) Sorry, I can't help it. Um, My core fear, being ordinary, unspecial, or insignificant, living a mundane or unimportant life, being abandoned or rejected because of some inherent flaw or deficiency. Core desire, to find true understanding and an authentic and unique identity, to connect deeply Mm -hmm. with another special person who appreciates my uniqueness. Mm. Mm. Okay. Do I appreciate your week, your um, your uniqueness, Bridget? All my quirks. Yeah, your quirks. <laughs> <laughs> like your vibrating bed. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, I think now we kind of because I think this part will take a little bit longer now mm. that we've shared the results. Let's each talk about our feelings toward our own results and whether we agree with them okay. or not. So. Me matching as a three with like wanting to achieve. I mean, I fully. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. I know for me that is a very big pusher. Um, and then from my memory, when I did it on the website, because my second one is a number one. I think number one was described as like the perfectionist. Uh, and I yep. definitely agree, I with, agree that with that as well. Hold on, Bridget. I'm supposed to be I'm sharing. Sorry. You're going to have just your turn. Got just it. hold on. All right. <laughs> Um, and then matching as a number uh, eight as my third one is kind of interesting because it, it says that eight see themselves as strong and powerful and seek to stand up for what they believe in. I don't feel like that's a good strength of mine, although it's not as high of a percentage as the other one. So I guess that makes sense. Um, I wanted to focus a lot on like the strengths and the challenges. So my strengths, um, having a, what does it say? A great, good no, a great go forward zeal for work, success and goal accomplishment. I think that's highly accurate for me. I know that that's something I really strive for. Knowing how to work a crowd, I find to be very interesting because I don't think that that's a strength of mine. And and again, there will be people who are like, but Michelle, you have a YouTube channel and yada, yada, yada. But like, that's very different than the rest of my life. I, I don't know if Bridget, if you feel the same way, but it's like when you're recording YouTube videos, it's just you and a camera. And it's a very different situation than like being in front of a group of people. And that's something that like, I don't, I don't feel fully comfortable in. Um, being supremely efficient, productive, I'm flattered. And I mean, for the most part, I agree. I tend to be efficient and productive. Risk taker. I, I mean, I guess so. I guess you could argue that Bridget and I are both risk takers with like having another business and whatnot. Like that is taking a risk. Um, Novel ideas for solutions. I don't know about that, but I guess I'll take it. Uh, Being good at adapting and improvising. I don't feel like I'm a good improviser, but I am pretty good at adapting um, when needed. For my challenges. (laughs) These are so accurate. It's not even funny. (laughs) 
Um, focus too heavily on personal image. I know that is something that I struggle with. And not that like I care about myself. It's just I care about how I come off to other people. And it's something I've like constantly tried to work through because I know I shouldn't care about that, but I do. Um, coming across as insensitive or overly competitive. I get that all the time, all the time. I've had people say that I'm insensitive when, you know, I'm I'm not. It's just the way I come across to people. Um, and I keep a lot of my feelings and stuff inside, which is funny when it says repress their emotions to achieve maximum performance and results. That is so on point. It's not even funny. Um, I'm definitely called overly competitive uh, intolerant of failure. Like that's, that's a big one for me. Um, like it's just not an option. So, uh, can be self deluded. I don't really know what that means. Bridget, what does self deluded mean? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, let's let's Google Google this. (laughs) I love us. We're so cute. Okay. Self deluded. You want to know what the last thing I Googled was? It was the song from Matilda that says, send me on my way. <laughs> Do you know that song? No. On my way. Dun, dun. Oh, on my like way. It's the one where it. she's playing yeah. pan- pancakes. I was mm. trying to remember who it was by, so I had to Google that. Okay, self-delusion, the act of deluding oneself or the state of being deluded by oneself. That is not helpful, Merriam-Webster. That is not helpful. Um, what does deluded mean? To well, lead the mind of judgments. Okay, so like delusion. trick. Yeah. Okay, okay. See, I guess I just didn't recognize the word deluded. Well, yeah, I guess so. Um, The fact that it says my core weakness is believing that I am only as good as the image I present to the world, eh, probably accurate. Um, My core belief in order to be worthy, I must succeed or at least be perceived as successful. Yeah. I mean, that's like my number one thing in life is I want to feel successful. Right. Um, And I think a lot of this, and I know there is a section down here on childhood. I don't think I'm ready to read that yet because I have a feeling it's going to be like super depressing. But, you know, when I think back to like (laughs) my childhood, I had an older sister and I remember like, you know, my parents would say certain things like, oh, well, she's better at this. And, you know, like when it came down to like SAT scores and stuff, I think that's really where a lot of my competitiveness started. Um, And I think I always felt this like desire for attention. Um, And I think like we're getting really deep here, but my sister, we have the same mom, but different dads. And so because her parents were divorced, I felt like she was always getting this like extra attention. Like she would get it from my parents. She would get it from her dad. She would get it from the extra set of grandparents she had, plus my grandparents on my dad's side. And like, I always felt like she was getting all of this like extra, like at Christmas time, she would have all these extra Christmases. And I think I felt a lot of competitiveness with that and wanting to like strive for success in order to like feel like I could get into the limelight, if that makes sense. I don't know. Um, And then fear being exposed as worthless, incompetent, or a failure to be a nobody. Yeah. I mean, that that's definitely like, I think my biggest, my biggest fear is just failure, like in general. So yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with my results. All right. (laughs) Bridget, how do you feel? So to me, it was really interesting that I had all three matches in heart types because heart is driven by their emotions. I think that is absolutely me to the T. Like (laughs) I am definitely driven by my emotions. Um, (laughs) Oh, dear Lord. Um, And I think one of the biggest things like is that like for the number two, it talks about me having a sense of wanting to belong. 
I absolutely agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, it is something that I have always struggled with as a kid and even as adult. It is something that I try to give, 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 give because I want to feel as though I belong with others. Um, I am very empathetic. I have, I do have this this need and desire to help others as much as I possibly can um, because it's almost as if I'm like absorbing their emotions. So I, I feel their pains. I feel like this is a really good example of like when Michelle was stuck in Texas and I was a mess. Like internally, I was like, is she eating? Is she doing this? Like, is she okay? I was so worried about her the entire time. It was as if I could feel like her experience like while she was in Texas. I mean, I don't know. She might say yes or no. Like, I felt like I was on the phone and saying, oh, Dios mio, like, I cannot believe that you're in this situation. I feel so bad for you. This is horrible. I agree with that completely. I am very much an emotional creature. Um, For the number four, which is, it says that that is actually my um, my primary type, even though I'm a two and a four, um, is that I feel as though I am different from other people. I feel maybe it's not that I am, I, I do agree that I feel different from others as if like I just don't belong with others. And I think that's why I have that two and that four match is because, you know, I'm different. I don't belong. So I'm trying to fill that void of trying to belong with others. Um, and it says that I have like feelings of envy for what others have. I think, yes. I agree with that. Um, and it is a very hard thing to like admit on a podcast that's going to be live to everyone. Um, but it is true. Like I know that I will look at what other people are doing or what other people have. And I'm like, gosh, why am I not there? Why am I not doing that? You know, I feel like I have worked hard and I am still not there. Why? Why am I not getting to that point? Um, that is very much me. Uh, that is just kind of the person that I am. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe that. I'm feeling like really self-conscious at the moment. So this is hard to throw that out there. Um, I do have a passionate for like deep connection with other people, which is why I have been so grateful for the relationship with Michelle, because I do feel as though she gets me. She understands me. She is not going to hate me for my quirks. Um, and she has always just been very supportive of, of all of that. So I, I definitely feel like I have found somebody that I connect with when I know that I have friends, right? And I'm saying that in like air quotes, like friends. I know that there are people that like me, although I don't feel as though I have deep connections with those people. Um, I feel like Michelle went deep. I'm going to go deep super quick. As a little kid, I moved around a lot. We were in Texas. My mom was a working mom. She was trying really hard to support us. And so we moved around a lot. I think I went to like four different elementary schools. Um, so I never really was able to develop that connection. And I even think in one part, like it tells me that I feel weird. Yeah, that I always have felt like I've been that weird person. I don't know what to say in conversations. I feel awkward, uncomfortable. I just want to stay in my turtle shell. Like I just want to put a hoodie up <laughs> over my face and just like cower down and just be in my turtle shell. Um, and can I comment on something that you said? Like, am I yeah. allowed to do that? Okay. Michelle had mentioned about YouTube. And you're probably saying, but you have a YouTube channel, you're on Instagram and this and that. Yeah, but I do that all from the comfort of my home. <laughs> like I, I'm like, that. that is my way of trying to develop a connection with others without actually trying to be in front of them. <laughs> so 
Um, I, I, I agree with all of it. It's very weird. <laughs> it's super weird. Okay, so going into my strengths, deep emotional awareness, absolutely, hands down. I am very, very emotional person. Um, I don't know if that's the Latina in me or if it's that's the cancer that I have, like the not that I have can't but like I'm a cancer as far as what is they what are those called? My um astrological sign. Yes. And I know cancers tend to be like really emotional human beings. Billy's um, a cancer. Yeah. But he's See, not emotional at all. Really? Dang it. No. All right. Lack so of that just smacked that theory down. <laughs> but there's also theory with um, astrology that based on like if you're at the beginning of the cancer or at the end, like depending uh-huh. on where you fall in the spectrum, that that can like, you know, adjust it or whatnot. So um, I think he's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so then it says I bring a sense of romance and drama to the everyday. I don't know. I about loved the romance. that one. I don't know about the romance. Bed is the Stop it, bed. Michelle. Stop it, <laughs> guys. Hopefully, your children are not listening. Um, so it brings a sense of romance. I don't think I bring a sense of romance. In fact, my husband will tell you that I am not romantic (laughs) at all. Um, But I do think I bring drama to the everyday. And here's why I believe this, because when I go and teach, I am very out there with my teaching. I am all over the place. Like Michelle has seen me present. Like she will tell you I am like in it. I am like it's like as if I am an actress on stage and like I am doing my thing. So I do think I bring a sense of drama to the everyday. I'm a very dramatic person. (laughs) Um, Attuned to the creativity and arts. I wholeheartedly agree with that. I love being creative. I love learning new um, art textures and Yeah, I I would say that that's definitely something that I love. Okay, here's my question. Non-conformist. Does that mean that I do not conform to like the everyday? Like basically, like I like to do things a little bit differently. Yes. I agree with that. Um. I, I agree with it when it comes to my teaching. I agree with it in just like the everyday life. Like I do things just a little bit different and I truly do like individual ex- expression. Um, I think it's important. I think it's what makes us unique. Um, so yeah, idealistic and aspirational. <clears throat> Does this mean that I just like have big dreams? Yeah, and it's like, I mean... Being and idealist. I'm trying to fit like an, an idea. Like I have an idea in my head that I'm trying to like achieve. Yeah, essentially. Right? And like an idealist like just thinks everything is going to be the way, like the best way that it can be. And yeah. Like, okay. I agree with that too. Um, I think I am very, I do want to have a very positive outlook and I will always believe that things will work out when, how, however they need to work out. Um, I have always said that I believe everything in life happens for a reason. And so that is the way that I have just led my life. And it's the way that I continue to do it. So here is where I get a little, I don't know. And I may need Michelle to come in play here. And she may have to be like my person that says, "Mm, Bridget, I don't know, girl, this might totally be you. Can be self-absorbed. First of all, I think everyone can be self-absorbed. To a certain degree. And I think people are self-absorbed in different ways and for different reasons. Right. So. I see myself being self-absorbed 
in the sense that I want to achieve things, right? And the fact that I want to do well and make a better life. And so I become self-absorbed in what I'm doing in my everyday. I'm thinking like self-absorbed is also like, look at me. It's all about me. Hey, me, 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 me. I'm on the fence about it, right? Like I don't, I don't necessarily see myself as being the one that wants to be the center of attention. I don't want to be the center of attention. I hate being the center of attention. But I do see that I want to be seen as somebody, right? Mm -hmm. Um, A really good example, this is getting super personal, but a really good example of this is imagine you're at a faculty meeting and you're doing really great things in your classroom or else you believe you're doing great things in your classroom. However, you never get acknowledged for the great things that are happening inside of your classroom. It's like Mm -hmm. everybody else gets picked, but Mm -hmm. you, that's kind of the feeling that I get, right? Like I want to be acknowledged for the things that I'm doing in my classroom because I think I'm doing a really great job and I have been working my tail feathers off to do a great job, but yet I'm not recognized for that. Yeah. So I agree with that part of it. I'm bored by the mundane. I disagree. Okay. Wholeheartedly. I'll come back to that. I'm taking notes. Um, I took notes on yours as well. Okay. I disagree about the mundane because I actually like the mundane. I love the boring. I love the repetitiveness. I love, I love just simple life. (laughs) So I don't agree with the mundane unless you have like different thoughts of what mundane might mean. Um, I feel distant from other people wholeheartedly agree very distant from other people. I don't feel like I have the connection. We talked about that and all of the, you know, two, whatever the numbers are that I am, <laughs> um, <clears throat> can be unproductive and ineffective when wrapped up in emotion. Yep. I don't know what else to tell you on that. Absolutely. That is me the whole way. If I am emotional, I cannot focus. If like, oh, yes. I'm just going to leave it there because I'm going to let Michelle like talk about this. <laughs> okay. So I, I can go into my notes? I, no. Hold on. Oh. Ugh. And then it says one more. It says, has trouble feeling gratitude and appreciation for the present moment. I would agree. I would okay, agree. Now can I go in my notes? I think I would agree with that. And, oh, I think. I think. Let me change my answer. I think I agree with that. And here's why. Because... So today, the day that we're recording this, I launched my book. I wrote and published a book. Ew, that feels weird. I, it's just weird feeling to say it. I'm very proud of it. I'm not appreciating it because I'm so wrapped up in nerves. I'm looking at the future and so worried about what other people think that I can't appreciate the moment that I'm in. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, would, I think I agree with that. Okay. All right. That's it. You're right. welcome. So you're good. Go ahead. We are now going to kind of share our feelings toward each other because obviously we know ourselves best, but I think it's important to get perspectives from people, you know, outside of us and how they perceive us because I think sometimes that can be different. And I think Bridget and I know each other very, very well and maybe see slightly different things in each other. So a couple of things that I wrote down. Um, I love that I, I just wrote single words. Let's go back to the whole envy thing. I'm really surprised, honestly, that that didn't come up for me because I know that that's something I struggle with. But it made me realize, I think the way or the reason that we experience envy is different. I think I experience envy 
out of that competitiveness, right? Like I'm envious of other people achieving because that's what I want so badly. But I think for you, it's more so wanting to be like other people. And so you're envious of those people that seem like they have it all going on and everyone likes them. And like, I think that's where your envy kind of stems from. So I think it's slightly different, but I thought it was interesting that I brought that up. Um, The whole fitting in thing I think is highly accurate for you. Just Mm -hmm. knowing from the conversations that we've had, because obviously Bridget and I will like call each other and rant all the time and I know pretty often I'm not I'm hopefully you don't think I'm like throwing you under the bus I'm just sharing not at all okay um I know one of the things that like Bridget struggles with the most is feeling like she's not fitting in whether it's you know at school or with family members or with friends or whatever it's like that feeling of she's feels like she's different which I think kind of brings me to that whole non-conforming conformity aspect that you brought up and you were like yeah I think that's accurate I think that's highly accurate for you because I think about like everything you're doing with bridging literacy and how that's so different than how other people approach literacy instruction and you're you know regardless of people who are trying to tell you well no you should do it this way you're like no I know that this way is you know the best way I've been using it I know that this is what more people should be doing and I think like you value that more than you value the fitting in though. You know what I mean? Like you would rather do that because you think it's the right thing and you, you know, have spent so much time developing it versus doing what everyone else is doing just to fit in. So like, you know, I think that that controls you, but I think it's a good thing because like you said, it's that uniqueness and that, that different aspect of you. Um, And I think that that's like, a bulk of of who you are the fact that you do things differently and you think differently than other people and with that comes like struggling to fit in which sucks but like you know all of us that that good positive aspect of us there's a flip of the coin you know what I mean mm-hmm. um the whole thing about like being of service to others makes me think about when I used to come stay at your house such a long time ago Aww. um Bridget would always have like a little basket of like shampoo and conditioner and toothpaste and all of that. And so like, I know that she very much uh, likes to be a host. And I think that that, you know, is a way of like being a service to others. And um, it also made me think of that romance thing, which you were like, I'm not romantic, not romantic. But here's the thing. Romance can have a lot of different meetings. Um, It doesn't have to be romance in terms of like, you know, a significant other. What it made me think of is when you would have parents for like conferences and whatnot, you would have like the spread, like you'd have snacks for them and you'd have the punch that you make that you made for my bridal shower. Like, I think that's a form of romance. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Yes, I do. I do kind of see that. Yes, I agree. Um, And then the part about like being artistic and creative made me think of all of your looming. I'm a loomer, (laughs) guys. I was going to say, how's that going? (laughs) Good. I've taken a little bit of a break just because a lot's been going on these this last week. And then I've also been just kind of relaxing a little bit. So I've taken a little bit of a break right now. Plus, we were redoing the bedroom. Do you know what I mean? Like we had the painting and it's just a mess. Yep. Uh, But let's go to the last one. You said that you disagree that you're bored by the mundane. I disagree with you disagreeing. (laughs) (laughs) And here's why. We have established that your where you struggle with motivation is that you are a bouncer and you bounce from one thing to another to another. 
And mm-hmm. I think that has to do with you getting bored. You want to always try the, you want to have something new. And even though, yes, you follow, you know, kind of a schedule and, and you have those habitual routines that you do day in and day out, I think you do get bored with that. And that's why you are that bouncer and try those new things and constantly go from one thing to another. That's just my theory. All know. right. <laughs> no, that's a really good point. And I wasn't viewing it from that way. But when yeah. you talk about that, I I mean, I do. I change things a lot. Like I'm a jack of all trades and a master of nothing is what sometimes I feel like because I will, I mean, take arts for instance, right? I've done everything from acrylics to pottery to looming to crocheting and knitting, um, watercolor. Like I try lots of different things and it's because I do. I mean, I bounce. Like I feel yeah. like I, I do something and then I'm ready to try something different. So no, I, I can totally see it from that perspective. All right, your turn to tear me apart. (laughs) Okay, so. Get out um, those notes. (laughs) You know, there was one part that I really, really disagreed with in yours. And I don't think you actually, not with your thoughts, but I don't think you brought it back up. But at one point, it said something about you wanting to be the center of attention. Am I right? Where was that It might have. It was in like one of your... um, one of your types when you were going yeah. over the first three types, like it talks about the center of attention. She does not like to be the center of attention. Um, well, but hold on. So I just did a search and find on it for center of attention. Uh-huh. And the only thing that came up is it says a three can grow then by choosing not to be the center of attention. Oh yeah. So I guess it means I am the, like to be the center of attention, but yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying that I, I'm not. She doesn't like to be the center of attention. She doesn't Mm -hmm. enjoy like being around a bunch of other people and everyone talking about her. You guys Mm -hmm. should have seen her for her bridal shower. Like that was a (laughs) struggle. And it was like literally her family. It's like, (laughs) it's only your family. (laughs) Like, and it was a huge struggle for her. So I, I definitely disagree with what the Enneagram is saying about center of attention. Um, You are a workhorse and I wholeheartedly agree with the fact that you are supremely efficient and productive. And yes, I am going to end up making you some form of a plaque so that you can have that on your Um, wall. (laughs) Also, when this episode ends, remind me to tell you what I got done last night because I did something and you're going to like it. Oh, dear (laughs) Lord. Okay. Um, I actually do uh, think... At one point, you said you you don't know if you're an improviser, and I agree with the fact that you are an improviser. You're actually a really good improviser. You think well on your feet. So when you have to make adjustments to something, um, you come up with some really great ideas and at the last minute. So I think you're a fantastic improviser, um, and I think you disagreed with that, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate I you saying that. I think I think my problem is I overthink things, and I always feel that whatever I'm improvising is not as good as what I could have planned out. Therefore, I feel like I'm not good at it, if that makes sense. Right. No, but But. you actually really are. So I think that's kind of all in your head because when you have to improvise, you've done, you've done really great things. Um, I agree with the fact that you said about how you come off to others um, Mm -hmm. and how you feel like you were overly competitive. Mm -hmm. Um, I, will tell you guys she is incredibly competitive holy (laughs) moly and it's like I am the complete opposite of this like we just do not have this aligned at all um (laughs) but 
I I mean, I feel like yours was really spot on. The other thing that I wrote down was intolerant of failure. And I agree with that. You do not want to tolerate failure at all. You want to achieve. You want to do your absolute best. Yeah. Um, and it's because you set these very high goals and expectations for what you want to achieve in life. And you, I think, will definitely continue to achieve everything that you set out for yourself. So we will achieve everything we have set out. We will our, our types. I don't believe that. If you look at my Enneagrams. <laughs> no, our, if we pair our, my three and one with your two and four, like we've got a big number. I don't know. Awesome. Okay. I just remembered something else I wanted to say for yours. Okay. And so I'm going to kind of bring this up. It'll be more of like a conversation. So I'm going right. to ask you some questions and then I'll close this out. Have you watched The Queen's Gambit on Netflix? No. Oh, okay. First of all, you have to watch it. It's so, so good. Okay, it's only seven episodes. It's like a, a mini series. Um, each episode's between 45 minutes and an hour, but it is absolutely phenomenal. And Billy and I just watched it um, while we were in Texas, actually. We had downloaded the whole season to watch on the plane. And because we got stuck there, we ended up finishing it. Phenomenal show. So I highly recommend everyone okay. watches it. Let me give you a brief like synopsis. It's essentially, it takes place in like the 60s and it's about this girl who was an orphan and while she's in the orphanage, she learns how to play chess from the janitor that's down in the basement. And he realizes very quickly that she has this like innate talent for chess. Like she's just a phenomenal like player. Um, she then ends up like struggling with like addiction and things as she gets older. So it's kind of like, it focuses, it's not so much about chess. It's more about that like, people who who are gifted and and tend to go for greatness like the struggles that they have to go through because of that um it's just very very good but here's what it made me think about for you like the whole series she like doesn't fit in they even have her as like a redhead because you know redheads tend to like not fit in because there's such a rarity and, I always wanted to be a redhead yeah and she's like <laughs> It's not her real hair, it's wigs, but like her hair is beautiful um, throughout. Like you see it change as the styles. It's so cool. Anyway, um, but the whole thing is like about her not fitting in with others. Like she's an orphan. So when she does get adopted and starts going to school, she doesn't fit in with everyone there. And then because she's like obsessed with chess, she doesn't fit in with everyone. And it it made me think about you, not the addiction part. Uh, No, I'm not saying that. But like the fact that you don't feel like you fit in with other people. But then I think it's because you have this other part of you that's like destined to be great. And if you think about like at school, one of the reasons, and I I think this is something we both struggle with, like when you have Mm -hmm. a YouTube channel and like you're seen as like being successful with that and whatnot, like it is something that's divisive and it kind of, it separates you from people. And, but it's like, even though that sucks, it is a good thing. It's because you're, you're destined to do bigger things you know what I mean right and so and I think like same thing with like your bridging literacy and then even you're talking about the book and like worrying about how it's going to be perceived like I think those are some of the struggles that come with having that personality that wants to kind of you know stand out and be really good at something and you know I don't know if that right. makes sense but no I, I I think I agree with all of that um I I for me so much of everything that I do is to please others. Yeah. It's not necessarily to make me feel better. It's to make others feel better. Yeah. And I have realized that I will, I am definitely the type of person that will drop everything for other people um, versus me thinking about myself first. Yeah. Like 
I mean, let's take phone calls, for instance. I am a huge person. Okay, so I'm going to tell you guys this. So yesterday, Michelle called me, okay? And while I was there, when she first called me, I was in Lowe's. We were buying a couple of things that we needed for the house because we're changing out some stuff in the bathroom. And I was about to pick it up. And I had to tell myself, no, Bridget, just wait. You don't need to do it automatically. You can call her right back and everything's going to be fine. I wanted to pick up that phone immediately. I always want to pick up the phone immediately for anyone who calls me, not just Michelle, but like if my cousin Junior calls me, I want to pick it up immediately. And it's because I want to be there for everyone else and I want them to know that I am there for them, right? Because I want to be that person for people. Um, So I like, I think that is very much my personality. Gosh, this thing was weird. I don't like it. I'm- I mean, I think it was fun, though. I, it I was think fun. It, you know, even though it's hard reading, like, the weaknesses, <clears throat> I think we are both like, yep, that's true. Yep, that's true. And I think it's important yeah. for everyone to know what their weaknesses are. And I think we both are like, yeah, that's something I've struggled with since I was little. And mm-hmm. even though it probably will be something we always struggle with, it doesn't mean you can't try to improve in that area because a weakness is a weakness is a weakness. Like even if you can say, well, yeah, that's just what my personality is. It's like, yeah, but we can all seek to try to be better and try to find ways to overcome those weaknesses and become more well-rounded. I would be really interested to see if anyone has taken this and been like, in the middle in all of them. Like instead of having a couple that are like, you know, outliers that are really high, I'm curious if anyone has ended up in the middle, which speaking of other people taking it, we would love to hear your results. So make sure you head over to our Instagram. You will see a post and we would love for you to comment and kind of share your results. Or if you don't want to put yourself out there in the public, because we totally get it, you can kind of share your thoughts on our results. Like, do you agree with them? Do you think they were accurate? While you're on our Instagram, go ahead and follow us. We post daily tips related to time management, organization, and productivity. And we would love to have all of our top teachers there with us. You can also check out our website, teachingonthedouble.com. And if you click TSH at the top, you can submit yours to be featured on a future podcast episode. We would also love for you to subscribe to our podcast. That way you are notified every time we drop a new episode on Thursday mornings. Make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. So if you're enjoying the podcast, please let us know because it brings us so much joy to read your reviews. And until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.